The views and opinions expressed on The Elephant Room and associated social media are those of host Jeff Gallagher and do not necessarily reflect the position or opinions of the Radio A1A broadcast family, A1A Media, Cruising Country Radio, Paradise Road Radio, our host, and our sponsors. From the frozen tropics of Canada, you are listening to The Elephant Room on Radio A1A. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. Lots to cover this week as President Trump has tweeted up a storm that has gotten the attention from folks all over the world. Two topics in particular, the tax tariff on outside steel and aluminum. He also hinted at pulling ICE agents out of California after Democratic Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf had tipped off illegal immigrants in regards to ICE rates in her area. So we'll be bringing everyone up to date on those issues as well as the poll rankings of the best and worst states to live in have been released, and you know I'm looking forward to releasing those numbers. We're also going to have our first ever Elephant Room Mailbox, where I will be reading and responding to some emails that have been sent to me. As always, we'll be bringing you all up to date on what's happening in the world of Trop Rock, as well as the weird and wacky news of the past week in what we call the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as always, somewhere in between, there will be the Elephant Room exclusive, Jeff's Epic Rant. So in the words of Judge Mills Lane, let's get it on. President Trump announced Thursday that he will impose tough new tariffs on imported steel and aluminum in a move he claims is designed to protect vital American industries. As expected, critics who oppose the president say the move will backfire and incite a trade war. While the -the off-the-cuff announcement was a shock to some White House staff, Press Secretary Saunders said it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone as the president campaigned heavily on preventing foreign metals from being dumped into the U.S. market. And speaking of markets, the stock market absolutely tanked upon hearing the news and at one point was being down more than 500 points. Although no details at all have been released on exactly how this will work, the president stated that the tariff will be 25% on steel and 10% on all aluminum coming into the United States. The ablib remarks by Donald Trump has created another hot topic of debate. Many agree with the president by acknowledging tariffs are needed to protect certain steel companies and products essential to national security, while others say the tariffs will increase the cost to American consumers, costing U.S. jobs, and invite retaliation from other countries, the first of which being European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker, who said Friday that the EU could impose tariffs on Harley-Davidson, Levi Jeans, and Bourbon. Donald Trump tweeted Saturday, quote, The United States has an $800 billion yearly trade deficit because of our very stupid trade deals and policies. Our jobs and wealth are given to other countries that have taken advantage of us for years. They laugh at what fools our leaders have been. No more. 
You know, as a Canadian, this could be really bad for Canadian steel manufacturers as we export most of our steel to the United States. But on a personal note, I got to admire a leader that looks after his country and its citizens first. That's how it should be, Trudeau. Besides, this deal can't hurt Canada any more than the original NAFTA deal did, and in no way in hell can kill the country financially more than our current liberal government. So, even though the Bush administration tried this back in 2002 and didn't exactly achieve what they'd hoped, it did not destroy the American economy either. I'm really going to wait to make an informed decision on, on this policy once the details are released. So before all the Trump bashers prepare for Armageddon again, I suggest you guys chill out too and just wait till we get all the details. In other U.S. news, a sweep of Northern California by federal immigration officials arrested 232 illegal immigrants in the San Francisco Bay Area. The controversy, however, occurred when it was discovered that many more arrests would have been made if Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf hadn't tweeted a warning of the planned raids to the thousands of illegals in her area, allowing them to evade authorities. President Trump riled up those on the left by stating he was considering removing the immigration and customs agents out of California for the mayor's lousy management job. In a listening session at the White House, President Trump said, quote, We're getting no help from the state of California. Frankly, if we pulled our people out from California, you would have crime never before seen there. And all I'd have to say is ICE, Border Patrol, leave California alone. You'd see crime like you've never seen in the U.S., and yet we get no help from the state. He finished his comments by calling it a disgrace. And even though everyone on the left claims almost all of the immigrants from Mexico are entrepreneurs, business owners, tech gurus, and nothing but the best and brightest society has to offer, the numbers show a drastically different result. According to the Center of Immigration Studies, in 2012, an astonishing 73% of immigrant households coming from Mexico and Central America are on welfare. And in case you were keeping score on the 232 arrested by ICE this past weekend, in spite of Mayor Libby Schaaf's obstruction, of the 232 arrested, 180 were either convicted criminals or had been issued a final order of removal and failed to depart the United States, while the other 115 had prior felony convictions for serious or violent crimes. I know... I know my lefty listeners hate it when I use facts, stats, or numbers, but the world ain't all rainbows and unicorns, and facts don't care about your feelings. Speaking of numbers that are going to make some folks awfully butthurt, with award season in full swing, California was ranked the worst state in America to live in for quality of life, according to the study by the U.S. News and World Report. The category took into account factors such as pollution, toxins, community engagement, as well as voter participation and affordability. Congratulations, California. You suck. In, in all fairness, the other categories in the survey did paint California a little better, placing them 43rd in fiscal responsibility, 46th in opportunity, 38th in infrastructure, yet marked quite high in health care, placing them 11th, 
uh, fourth in economy and 28th in crime and correction. For those of you wondering or would like to take a guess at what was voted the best overall state to live in, it was Iowa. I never would have guessed that either. Iowa. To all my uh, curious Floridian friends, uh, Florida was 15th overall best state to live in in the United States. I wonder if that ranking will go up or go down if I ever achieve my dream of becoming a freshwater con. Stick around. We're going to the mailbox right after the break. You are listening to The Elephant Room right here on Radio A1A. On the road to Kaiweso. Spent the year making plans. Well, shiny new gear got us a real good band. Playing songs about sun and sand for smiles. Time is precious, but I'd rush the year to get where trap rock music flows like ice cold beer. Only happens one time a year in the Keys. On the road, Sakaiweso. On the road, Sakaiweso. We packed the band, we got a plan to head on south today. On the road, Sakaiweso, we're on our way. Got us a place to sleep down off Duval Street. There's plenty of drink stops and people to meet. Just a place to catch some seeds between shows. You travel in by sea or air, escaping jobs, worries, and cares. Soaking up a bit of the conk light for a while On the road, Sakaiweso On the road, Sakaiweso We packed the van, we got a plan To head on south today On the road, Sakaiweso DJ's been telling me, Boomer, Key West is the place to be. A bunch of colorful birds flocking merrily to tiki bars all along the keys. They come from near and far in boats and cars, seeking barefoot singers, strumming cool guitars, singing songs that help them escape the grind, getting frisky down in the conga line. Corona's pop, margaritas flow, parrot heads put on a damn good show. So we pack. Band and took their great advice. Got our asses down, a meeting of the minds. On the road, Sakaiweso. On the road, Sakaiweso. Pack the band, we got a plan to head on south today. On the road, Sakaiweso.
Welcome back to the Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. I am pleased to introduce what I hope will be coming a monthly segment here on the Elephant Room, where I read and respond to those who have taken the time to email or Facebook me questions or comments or even complaints. So without further ado, let's open up the mailbox. Mike C. from Brantford, Ontario writes, While I don't agree with all of your opinions, it's refreshing to hear someone at least doing some research and backing it up with some facts. Well, thanks, Mike. Um, although it's clear where I sit politically, I welcome all points of view here on The Elephant Room. I uh, welcome your opinion on any future topic of discussion. As you mentioned, you don't necessarily agree with my point of view, so feel free to please send yours in. I gotta be honest, folks, that was not what I expected for my first email to read on air. I guess the powers that be wanted to start me off with something positive to launch the mailbox. All right, let's go to another one. This comes from Gordon O. from Grand Haven, Michigan, and he writes, Nice job. I hope you have a future doing this. Factual and some good laughs, too. It really sounds like old-time offshore pirate radio. Great music and political rants. I love it. Well, Gord, thank you very much for the support. I know I'm a tough pill to swallow at times and quite controversial at best, but I appreciate the support and kudos. Okay, something's going on here. Who's picking these? Hang on, I got access to this inbox too. Ah, uh, through the powers of editing. Yeah, I know. I let the cat out of the bag. I'm not recording my show live this week. But... Due to that, I was able to go through and find a couple good ones. We don't want to hear supportive thoughts. This is the elephant room. I know what you guys want to hear. So I dug up a few, and I actually got to spend a little time to respond to them. This one here, I actually know this guy. This comes from Michael G. from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, and he writes, Nope, being referred to as a snow Mexican pretty much guarantees I won't be listening again. Well, Michael, sorry to hear that, but for the record, I only referred to myself as a snow Mexican, not you or any other Canadian. And why not? In today's politically correct world, where one can ignore biology and science, or choose their own gender based on how they feel, why can't I be a snow Mexican? I love Mexico, I love the culture, I love the music, I love the people, and if I could cross into the U.S. and work illegally without repercussions from the Democrats, I'd already be an American. But that being said, I value your right to no longer tune in, as that is your freedom to do so. And I'm going to be honest with you folks, I was getting really, really disappointed when I was sifting through the emails to find some good ones. All I kept thinking was, Wow, where are all my lefties? You're letting me down. But then I came across this beauty. I thought for sure the powers that be would have deleted it because they should have known. You can't leave this in the inbox because you know I'm going to bring it. So here you go. This one gets the belt. This comes from Mary S. from Santa Barbara, California. And she writes, You right-wing racist sexist pig. Blank holes like you are what's wrong with this world. Consider yourself fortunate you live in Canada because if you lived here in my country, somebody would have shot you by now for running your big blanking mouth. 
I don't know who at that station decided to put you on air, but they are either oblivious to what their listeners want, or they are just as ignorant, racist, and uneducated as you are. I hope you have another career choice in mind, because I will be emailing the station immediately, informing them that my friends and I will be boycotting Radio A1A until you are fired. I sincerely hope that not all Canadians are blank holes like you, and if they are, I hope you all freeze to death in your igloos or choke on an ice hockey puck. Mary asks, you did not let me down. And here is my response. Dear Mary, thank you for the kind words of encouragement, and especially for being such a devoted listener to Radio A1A. I would like to express, on a personal note, how refreshing it was to read of how someone such as yourself is so accepting and tolerant of opinions that don't coincide with your own. It's great to see somebody on the left able to have an adult conversation without resulting in a personal attack on someone who has opposing views. You're living proof there is still hope for the two sides of the political spectrum to engage in a free and open dialogue. God bless you. To follow up with your other inquiries, Canadians no longer live in igloos as it was determined by the Supreme Court of Canada back in 2012 that igloos did not meet proper ventilation codes and were deemed unsuitable and unsafe as living quarters. Also, here in Canada, it is not necessary to say ice hockey puck. We are quite familiar with the surface the sport is played on, but we thank you very much for your interest in Aug culture. Once again, everybody, please send me your comments to jeffgallagherelephantroom at gmail.com. As you just heard, we welcome all comments and opinions without bias. And after that last email, I think we've proven that point. Gotta love you, lefties. And speaking of which, that brings us to today's Elephant Room exclusive, Jeff's Epic Rant. Okay, I fully admit I give the lefties an extremely rough ride here on the elephant room, and rightfully so, because as I've mentioned multiple times, it's never a good idea to base any political platform on feelings. And to be honest, I can almost handle the fiscal irresponsibility of the liberals. I understand politics is big business, and if you can get money and votes by pulling the wool over the eyes of the bleeding hearts of the country by pretending to give a damn about the less fortunate with your disingenuine tears of humanity, fine, if people are that gullible to buy into the gimmick, all the power to you. I'll even give you kudos on your race-baiting, claims of the importance of inclusivity and diversity, and even your attacks on those that disagree. Well played. Dirty pool. Well, that's politics, so good on you. But what drives me bat-turd crazy is your hypocrisies. You lefties say, let's ban all guns. They are designed for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is killing. We need to protect our children. They are our future. But let's support the murder of more than 600,000 babies every year by giving Planned Parenthood half a billion dollars annually for abortions? Really? You're kidding me, right? 
Or how about this? We touched on this earlier. If you believe the leftist media, immigrants coming from Mexico are all hardworking business owners, tech extraordinaires who contribute millions in taxes and are the pillars of society. But the facts show nearly 75% of those from Mexico and Central America are on welfare. Again, the numbers don't lie. Then there's my personal favorite. The Democrats raised all holy hell, claiming they were fighting with everything they had to protect the more than 600,000 DACA kids, the Dreamers, to keep them in the United States. Yet when Donald Trump says he'll give 1.8 million of them, tripling the number, a path to citizenship, the left calls the solution racist. Y'all are nuts. That's how you know you've won an argument or a debate with somebody on the left. They resort to the personal attacks. Didn't vote for Hillary Clinton? You're sexist. Support the Second Amendment? Baby killer. Want border security? Racist. Supporter of Donald Trump? All of the above. Your hypocrisies kill me. Hillary Clinton rigs the DNC against Bernie Sanders? Free pass for her. Let's not attack her. She's a woman. All we've heard the last 18 months. Russia, 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 Trump collusion, impeach 45, impeach 45. Oh crap, it was Hillary and the DNC that paid Russia for a phony dossier and Hillary sold out America's uranium to Russia? Oh, don't bring that up. That's different. Love this one. Trump's racist, he's racist, he's racist. But Chuck Schumer just said this past weekend he'll be voting no on Marvin Quattlebaum's nomination for federal judge because of his skin color. Is that not the definition of racism? What the hell is wrong with you people? How can you support this? Ugh. I love the ploy of the Democrats who they really want to push for the presidency in 2020. Three women... And all three just happen to be of African-American descent. Talk about trying to use the race card to shame people into putting the Democrats back into the White House. It ain't gonna work, folks. Sorry, but not sorry. But, in the interest of fairness, let's take a look at the three hand-picked people they would like to run against Donald Trump in 2020. Kamala Harris, an experienced politician, sure. Uh, she is African-American, so that's that's a big bonus to the Democrats right now. Her, her big problem really is, again, experienced, intelligent. She, just, she doesn't have the backbone or stroke to go up against somebody like Donald Trump. He'd chew her up and spit her out. It's just not in the cards for, for Kamala Harris here. Michelle Obama has been rumored for a while. And, oh, oh, my God, it is all make-believe, you lefties. She's not running. And even if she did, she would get absolutely destroyed. Let me make this perfectly clear. Just because she was married to the President of the United States means she is qualified to be one. For example, I have been performing music professionally for more than 20 years of my life. My wife has been with me for more than 10 of those years and during my peak touring years when I was actually relevant in the music business. Yet strangely enough, my wife can't sing a note or play an instrument. Isn't that amazing? Because according to your logic in support of Michelle Obama, my wife should be in the Trop 40 countdown every week. Give your head a shake. Talent and ability is not sexually transmitted. Finally, this one's going to break a few hearts. Oprah. 
Here's the irony. I'd actually support her. She's absolutely brilliant, intellectually brilliant, business savvy. She's a self-made billionaire who has established herself as royalty in what's an almost impossible business, battled through so much in her life and career, yet she is still relatable to everyday Joes like me and you. She could actually win. But she ain't gonna run. Do you people honestly think she's gonna risk her entire empire by getting into politics and having half the country hate her for picking the party they don't side with? Oprah didn't become who she is by being stupid. Sorry, again, to bust your bubble, even though we would have paid millions in pay-per-view prices to see Donald Trump versus Oprah in 2020. It's just not gonna happen. If the Democrats really want to take a stab at the White House in 2020, I'm going to be the nice, fair guy, and I'm going to help you out. This is what you need to do if you even want a shot. Find a message with merit. Reach out further to Americans outside of California, New York, and Florida, a state you lost, by the way, and run on policy, not on how you hate President Donald Trump. And for the love of God, drop the hypocrisies. That's how you win. And that was Jeff's epic rant. Wow, that one actually almost got away from me a little bit there. I wasn't quite sure if I was going to be able to recover enough to bring it home. It happens. Stick around. We have more to come, including the good, the bad, and the ugly, when we return to the Elephant Room on Radio A1A. was too hot but it was too cold at home so I took a drive just to be alone now I need a drink a little more than a beer to put the pain in the past bartender fill up my glass I need a run with something
Welcome back to the Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. Let's take a look at the weird and wacky from the past week in this installment of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I really like to avoid politics in this segment of the show, but being as I am a former country music outlaw type of entertainer, it hit me a little close to home. Apparently, the ongoing battle to target conservatives and people of faith has once again poked its head into modern country music, as Governor Mike Huckabee, a longtime advocate for music and the arts, was forced to resign from the Country Music Association funding board just one day after being appointed due to the backlash against his conservative views. The CMA Foundation encourages kids to pursue music by helping students get involved with music programs and providing access to musical instruments. The country music business, a once inclusive industry that welcomed conservative views and people of faith, has now turned into a more private, politically correct group, much like the rest of the entertainment industry. The message country music is now sending to its fans is apparently clear. Conservatives and people of faith need not apply. Governor Huckabee responded to the situation by saying, Hate one. Sang it, brother. The PC culture had much to do with my early exit from the country music business as well. And to my redneck mafia, I miss yous and I still love yous. This one's absolutely great. I could barely contain myself when I found this. A New Jersey man who got absolutely cranked in West Virginia and drunkenly ordered a $1,600 Uber ride back to his home state says the experience was crazy. NewJersey.com reported that Kenny Bachman thought he was taking the Uber to where he was staying near the West Virginia University, but his driver woke him up two hours into the more than three 300-mile trip. Bachman said he didn't know what was happening or who the driver even was. The trip was even more expensive because Bachman gave the driver money for tolls and even ordered an Uber XL, which can hold up to six passengers. That's a new kind of drunk right there. How about this one? You want to get kids to vote? Tell them they don't have to take their final exams. That's exactly what an email sent to students at Warren Central High School in Mississippi said. The principal claims the email was sent in error. Yeah, no crap. The, the Vicksburg Post reported that <clears throat> the email asked students to help pass a bond measure to renovate district schools. The email stated those who voted in March would be exempt from the finals. Retired educator Diana Emfinger filed a complaint with the County Election Commission asking for an investigation because an authority figure not only had suggested how students vote, but also offered them a tangible benefit. Dirty, dirty, dirty. And that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Let's take a look now and let's see what's happening in the world of Trop Rock. Uh, apparently nothing. Nobody wanted to send in their concert listings this week. Come on, Trop Rockers and clubs, take advantage of this free advertising. Send me your events and gigs to jeffgallagherelephantroom at gmail.com. Of course, I can always count on Lyle Wilson, host of Weekdays with Wilson, to send me a reminder to push the Radio A1A Party Cruise to Paradise, featuring Daryl Clanton, Robert Keith from Burton Sassy, Carl Page, T.J. Walsh, Ty Thurman, and Troy Powers. Don't miss out on eight full days in the Southern Caribbean on the Carnival cruise ship Sunshine, sailing out of Port Canaveral, Friday, November 23rd. Everything you need to find, just contact Carnival Cruise Lines directly. I don't even have a Radio A1A Trop 40 countdown to announce this week as Mayor Gonzo Mays and Harry T were broadcasting live from Music on the Bay at Whiskey Joe's in Tampa, Florida this past weekend. But I assure everyone the Trop 40 will return next Sunday noon keys time well i can't even poke fun at prime minister justin trudeau this week after his india disaster he's been taking some personal days in his liberal safe space to avoid media scrutiny we could tell some dirty jokes for 20 minutes but i'm not sure that would be a good idea i'm at a loss so instead of me rambling on i'm gonna pop a few tops and I'm going to leave you with some of my personal favorite Trop Rock songs. Why not? So until next time, this is Jeff Gallagher from the frozen tropics of Canada saying, It's cold out there. Drink warm thoughts. You've been listening to The Elephant Room on Radio A1A. Soaking up rays, Marina Del Rey, straight chilling. Yeah, if we were getting paid, watching them waves, you know we'd be making a killing. Killing them coronas, cold and golden light. The sunset rolling slow into the night. Wouldn't it be good if we could keep it hot all year round?
Yes, the rum is cheaper than the Coca-Cola. The Coke is cheaper than ice. If you want more Coca-Cola, that's a double I charge you twice. If you want to drink it nice and cold, ice is market price. Cause the rum is cheaper than the Coca-Cola. The Coke is cheaper than ice. Sand, where there's reggae playing and palm 
trees play Barmaid Two more Coronas First one's mine Take the other to the girl At the end of my stand There's a rum running to my left Behind my mama on deck It's five o'clock somewhere Please play that Marlinex It's the place that I go When I got nowhere to be To hear that steel drum play That one love for me Why made Two more Coronas First one's mine Take the hunt to the girl more Coronas, first one is mine, take the other to the girl at the end of my stand. It's in your backyard, it's on the chill side of town, it's off a back road, it's wherever you are. Find your own beach It's so easy to reach Just follow your heart It's the best place to start Bar made Two more Coronas First one is mine Take the other to the girl At the end of my stand Two more Coronas First one is mine To the girl at the end of my stand Two more Coronas The first one's mine Take her up to the girl at the end of my stand Two more Coronas Oh yeah Take her up to the girl at the end of my stand Two more Coronas <laughs> First one is mine. Yeah. Take the other to the girl at the end of my stand. I got one. How about you? Two more Coronas. Oh, yeah. Take the other to the girl at the end of my stand. Yeah. Join me for my beer on the beach. Who's got the line? Hey, I'm a superhero when Mile Zero shows up in my windshield. I put on my drinking cape and shake these boots up off of my heels. I trade them in for some flip flops, coast a koozie and a pop top. Just call me a doctor, a frozen concoctor. I'm an expert in the field. Yeah, I might pay for it tomorrow, but today it's too much fun. Over on models and supermodels hanging in the Florida sun. In my head, might be pounding when I pass out down the hall. But I'd rather hang out with a hangover than have no fun at all. 
Hemingway seemed to like this place just fine And the pretty girls on Duval Street Kisses taste like key lime And Bloody Marys and margaritas Will keep sober out of reach But that's too much thinking So practice safe drinking And pour you a six on the beach Yeah, I might pay for it tomorrow But today it's too much fun Models and supermodels hanging in the Florida sun. And my head might be pounding when I pass out down the hall. But I'd rather hang out with a hangover than have no fun at all. What don't to kill you? Makes you stronger So mix that drink up right And let's all see What kind of wild and free We can get into tonight That's right Yeah, I might pay for it tomorrow But today it's too much fun Old rum bottles and supermodels Hanging in the Florida sun And my head might be pounding When I pass out down the hall 